This is Very Bold Radio and Podcast with your host, Steve Teal, bringing encouragement through God's Word and through inspiring interviews. Go to VeryBold.com for information and updates and email Steve at VeryBold.com. And now here's your host, Steve Teal. Steve Teal, Very Bold Radio and Podcast. We are talking about the setup. This is a book written by Danny Williford. Danny Williford is in studio with me today, and I'm really excited because I was about to say this is written by Danny Williford, but this story really is an incredible, dramatic story written by God, and uh, you're going to love it. So uh, I want to get into it. I read this last night. It is a great read. Uh, I didn't need to put it down once. I just read through it. It was uh, a, an easy read in a good way yeah. because it's so full of drama, and it just it captures your heart right away as you see some of the things that you go through. So uh, we're going to give a couple of these away, KSLR. I want you to email me, steve at verybold.com, steve at verybold.com. That's also a way if you're watching on Facebook Live or if you're catching the podcast, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold on to one of these uh, for our podcast listener. Email me, steve at verybold.com, and tell me that you heard this on the podcast, and you'll have a chance to win as well. So I am pumped up. Danny yes. Wilford, welcome to Very Bold Radio and Podcast. Awesome. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm very excited. I uh, just didn't really know what to expect, but I the one thing I do expect is that God is going to set somebody free today. God's oh, going to show man. somebody where they're being set up in life, whether it be good, yeah. bad, or indifferent. I mean, he sets us up to have a, a life beyond comprehension. Man, you went right there. Like, we could just be talking about your book, but you're talking, you're preaching already. Um. You're like, here we go. <laughs> Somebody's going to be set free. I love that. Yeah. All right, talk to us, Danny, about this title and what you just referred to, the setup. I want you to walk us through some of your story. And I know as an author, it's a little bit scary because it's like, hey, I want people to buy the book. But I this yeah. book has such a hook. And such a bite, they're going to hear your story, and they're going to they're going to want this book. They yeah. want this book. So tell us what the setup means. I mean, it's it's an event. Setups are events or uh, that happen in your life. They're yeah. all the time. If people don't recognize them, and what's so important about these events is how you respond and what the outcome yeah. becomes. And when you're, you know, depending on how you grew up and the different things you go through, it's going to depend on how you react. Yeah, and. I wrote this setup because so often we talk about our successes. Yeah. You know, we always say, oh, God, you, I think of a guy, an athlete scoring a touchdown. He does this and he says, thank you, God. You yeah. Know? He's thanking him for his athleticism. He's thanking him for that touchdown. How often do we always give God that glory for that success? I know I did. I know for yeah. the longest time I was afraid to share the story. People who were close to me knew the story. But the people that needed to hear it, yeah, I was real guarded. And why were you so guarded? Talk to us about that. I think because um, God forgives. Yeah. Man, doesn't it? Tyler? Yeah. Okay. All right. You know, and God's just really impressed. He's impressed upon me that not only am I in your successes, but I'm most powerful in your failures. Yeah. I'm most powerful. That's in such your an school. annoying scripture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so annoying. His power is made perfect in our weakness. That's what you're talking yeah, about, right? Yeah. yeah, and I mean, if you're not a scripture giant, you know, yeah. you don't know these particular uh, areas in the Bible, you know, it's just so simple. I, I love the Geico commercial, a caveman can do it. You know, it's yeah. so simple. And that's the thing that I want to get across in the book uh, is those failures, is yeah. those scars. And 
it's already making a difference. I've had people asking about different chapters in the book about yeah. what happened there. Yeah. You know, when that when that guy came at you like that, what did you do? Right. I had a guy ask me the other day, he goes, So, you know, I've always wondered if God was real. Mm. And he talks about the encounter in when I was first locked up. Yeah. And I you know, I, I'm not going to tip my hand on the book, so I'm kind of you've got I'm to tease, a little bit. I'm teasing you've a got little to, bit. You've got a little bit. Well, let's let's go to this place. Um, talk. We're going to talk some of your book because I promise you, people will want to buy this book. Um, talk to me some about you growing up because I want our listeners to understand this is a dramatic sort of story. Last week we talked to Bethany Hamilton. She was a young teen known as the soul surfer. Her arm got bit off while she was surfing. That young teen was a strong Christian and that sustained her. And I love the the difference, the contrast. Your story is different. Yeah. I mean, you are going to walk a wild path that a lot of us don't. And uh, it's dramatic, and it's going to give hope for somebody who's listening today who has someone that in their life that is valuable to them, that they've been praying yeah. for, and they're living that life. And so I want to bring some of that out, sure. and uh, I want them to know because this is an incredible, dramatic story. So let's start with some of your uh, childhood experiences. You had uh, a crazy amount of dealing with death. Yeah, I did. Can you I tell did. us a little bit about that? I mean, it's as I'm reading the book, it's like, oh, my gosh, this poor kid. Yeah, I think everybody has tipping points in their lives. Yeah. And for mine, it was the multiple deaths, uh, just back-to-back deaths. And I think there's just diff- so many different family dynamics. You have the Cleaver, Beaver-Cleaver dynamic. <laughs> yeah. You have the Kardashian dynamic. Yeah. Um, um, and And then you have – your dynamic with how you grew up. And I grew up in a modest home. Yeah. Um, uh, parents that were, you know, good and, and did the right things and stuff and took us to church, but there wasn't really a whole lot of power yeah. in that. And my father, he, you know, was alcoholic, mm-hmm. right? And But he was a good dad. He didn't beat us. And my mom was the best mom she knew to be. Right. Um, but growing up, you know, we were they were doing their best to I was to grow up in church. Right. But when I was twelve, my father you know, came down with cancer yeah. and passed away. So I had that experience in my life that, you know, it, it just hurt me. And it's, I still to this day, there's things that still move me about it. Of course, it would happen on Labor Day, and so every Labor Day has a different meaning for me. Yeah. And years after that, I'm trying to be a good Christian boy and and honor my mom and, and do things in my own strength and in my own power. Mm-hmm. And I was as good as I knew how to be. But then a few years later, a close friend of mine in eighth grade died. Eighth grade, yeah. yeah. Rye syndrome. Some people have never even heard of it. Right. No, I had not yeah. until I read it. Uh, and, and then two years later after that, a friend of mine was killed in a hunting accident, and two friends were cleaning right. guns, and the gun went off and shot him and killed him. Yeah. And then a few years later, we're still going to church now. Remember this, yeah. and I'm trying in my own strength to figure that out. Yeah, yeah, and you know, I had good Christian folk come around me. Oh, Danny, you're the man of the house now, and oh man, you know, and, and oh. as a as a 12 year old, you're like, one day I'm 12, physically, right. mentally. The next day, I'm trying to be the man of the house. You know, and did you take that to heart as a kid when people said like, "Hey, you're the man of the house now"? Well, yeah. I mean, what yeah. kid wouldn't? Right. Kids are concrete thinkers, and right. you know, when you tell a kid something. You know, they kind of have a tendency to believe it unless they have someone in life walk beside them. Right. And that's what's so important. It takes two. It takes someone to walk beside you with wisdom and 
And, you know, I, to me, if someone had experienced that now as a kid, right. the parents should get them in some kind of counseling, you know, someone that has knowledge, someone to walk through it, someone that's experienced that in life. That's right. so valuable. So valuable because how do you handle that? Right. That, that's a, a scar you never get, you know, never leaves you. You always walk with that. Right. You went through so much. And uh, I think in the book you talk about then your mom uh, remarried. Yes. And uh, doesn't sound like it sounds like your dad is a pretty amazing man coming from the rough background that he came from. Not that he was perfect. I know he was an alcoholic. But for him to still be a good dad who loved you and you know worked with you in baseball, you yeah. were obviously important to him. And it seems like things change, obviously, with your dad being gone. But then your stepdad uh, was not able to fill that yeah. role. I mean, he was a little bit younger man than my mom. And so okay. he came up – he grew up on a farm and was kind of a rough, tough guy and made things happen, did it on his own. But it, there was an unhealthy relationship as – it was like I was competing with him for the yeah. attention to my mom. And there was little things that were important to me, like my dad's tools. But somehow, it's in the book. It's I know, <laughs> I know. You can tell you know, tell yeah. us a little bit. I'm telling you, you want to get this book. We're going to talk about some of these powerful stories in here because uh, they're powerful and they need to be heard. And then you're going to turn around and buy this book, the setup. It's on Amazon. It's on Barnes and Noble. It is a really amazing story and a great book. So. Tell us a little bit about – can you tell us about that story? Sure. I think it means a lot. Yeah. I mean the only possession I had left was his craftsman tools. Yeah, and the tool your dad's. Box. Yes, yeah. and I did. And when they married, he moved in, and, and he took all his tools and put them in the toolbox with those tools. And they were all like the same kind of tools. Mm. And they just miraculously were integrated and became his. Yeah. And so that was just – that was hurtful. That was real hurtful. That was hurtful. You know, and to this day, it's like, man, how how could he do that? How right? How do people do that? Why do they do that? Right. That kind of stuff. Is your stepdad still around? No, or? he's 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 passed away. Okay, yeah, he's right. gone. My, my mom actually divorced him. Okay, and then remarried. Okay. And so these these events, these pains, these you know these disappointments, just kept compounding, kept building up and building up, and right. And eventually, I grew up. But in the midst of all that, I started working out. Yeah. I started trying to build muscle. Tell us about that. What inspired you to do that? I think, honestly, just being afraid. Yeah. Okay. Being afraid and, and uh, insecure, those kind of things, and start working out, wanting to get muscles and, and yeah. get bigger. And what was, the, what was the magazine that you saw or that you had? It was one of the Joe Weider old uh, – it was in the back, I think, like a house and garden kind of okay. deal that my okay. grandmother had. In the back, they had – the different ads, the different coupons. From, yeah. And there was a little m- Muscle Magazine ad. Muscle and, Magazine, yeah. Yeah, it was just Muscle Magazine. And yeah. I sent off. I gave my grandmother – or my grandmother gave me, I think it was 50 cents. And yeah. this is not – you know, I'm kind of sharing my age now. <laughs> I'm sharing it too. Yeah. I remember when magazines were 50 cents. <laughs> yeah. And so she you know, sent it off, and I got it back. And I just remember being mesmerized. I remember seeing yeah. the guys with muscles and, and thinking, man – I just want to build muscle. And so I got my first cement weight set from Kmart, the Katron cement weights, 110 pounds, right, in the old old bench. And here I am in my bedroom doing curls and doing bench presses. And I did that for years. Yeah. I did that for years and then just went from this little boy to this. I kept growing physically. Yeah. But mentally, Uh I was still a little boy. Right. You know, trying to be – a man trying to be the man of the house. Yeah. And then with all these events of my stepfather and my mom, and I just kind of started pulling away from athletics 
and and just kind of going into my own little shell, my own little world, and working out. And that's what kind of became my God was my yeah, physical sure. body. And I just little by little, and then I ran into a couple that was bodybuilding and competing yeah. at a national level. And so little by little, I started having confidence to do that and built enough muscle to compete. Yeah. And you did really well. I mean, you wound up in that same magazine that you... Yes, I did. I did. Pretty I, shortly. I mean, kind of mm-hmm. pretty quickly. About three years later. Three years later. That's yeah, amazing. Yeah, and that was after high school. And, and that kind of goes to your head, you know, when sure. you're not, you don't have any foundation of morals and ethics. And, right. Well, because spiritually, you were also I was, immature. I was still immature. Yeah. You know, I just yeah. remembered all the Bible studies because one of the most significant deaths was yeah. Jerry Jackson. Tell us about that. Jerry kind of became a role model in my life. And actually, the joy you have, Steve, reminds me of Jerry. Oh, well, thank you. Jerry was a very joyful, on fire for God yeah. guy. And he was the type of guy that was real. I mean, mm-hmm. he was genuine. He was authentic. And he just didn't talk it. He walked it. And everywhere yeah. he went, I mean, he was happy. He was whistling. He was singing. He was a, a, Don't worry. I don't sing, folks. <laughs> <laughs> but, he does, yeah. but he does remind me of Jerry. Oh, well, I mean, my first – for, just for how all this came together and just, just being real and yeah. joyful, yeah. Uh, you're different. Well, thanks. You're different. Yeah, I so appreciate that. I'm excited. So, but Jerry, yeah. Didn't so do Jerry it. was like a Sunday school teacher. Yeah, I was a Sunday yeah. school teacher, and I just remember getting a call. I'm at work. This is in high school. My mom's like, Jerry Jackson passed away today, and I'm just shocked again. Another death, another loss in my life. Uh, and the way he did it was, you know, a lady's car breaks down in the road. Yeah. He he pulls over behind her and gets behind her car to push it out of the road. And while he's pushing the car, he has a Massive heart attack mm. and dies. Yeah. So from the ages of 12 to 17, yeah. my father, um, my best friend, a close friend, yeah. and Jerry. So, I mean, this became my, man. That this, was your this, normal. That was my normal. Which my is normal, terrible. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so everybody has a different normal. And that's what I really what I wanted to get to as far as the, my normal. Because my normal isn't your normal. Your normal right. isn't. Isn't uh, Kim's normal? Right. Yeah, uh, you know, the Beaver Cleaver normal isn't. And right. it's just what is normal? I think everybody has a different comprehension of normal. And I think normal yeah. is something that attaches itself to you and chases you through life. Yeah. And how you respond to things. And that also brings me a lot of encouragement today because, again, I think if some of our listeners are thinking about someone that is far from God. And they're wondering, thinking, there's, is there any hope left for them? And you are living proof that there is because God, I mean, was so patient with you again and again, gave you so many chances again and again, which I would like you to talk about as you continue walking us through some of your story. But I also feel like the cool thing about radio is someone could be driving around today. Yeah, uh, Someone could share this on Facebook and catch it. And they are in your situation. And I've had people in my life, you've had people in your life that mm-hmm. say, hey, I can't go into church. If I go in, the, the roof's going to collapse. I mean, they think there is no hope for them. And hearing your story, they're going to yeah. know and they're going to know there's hope for them. And for someone, as you said, as you prophesied, someone's going to be delivered today. So please walk us through a little bit more what happened then. You're getting into the, the muscle scene, the bodybuilding. You're doing really well. You're far from God. So yes. what, what happens along the way? Well, I mean, what happens is is I'm still running from God. I'm like a, a track star nowadays. And uh, running from God, it's, it's just kind of going with everything and 
it's, it's there's just so much to in the in the in the book and yes and, there is and the story um the the next evolution was i mean i got a big boy job i went to work and yeah. i started working but my heart's not right i'm, I'm going out partying and, and yeah. all i'm doing is just running and just trying to mask the pain yeah. for the most part and start experiment and everybody and experiment experiment is just a cop-out right it's yeah. just it's just like you know i say experiment but i was curious and i was you know wanting to do something i wanted to basically be excited i wanted to be yeah. happy i wanted to yeah. And so uh, I was drinking and, and partying, and from that it went into the drugs and then the alcohol. Uh, and then I had friends in the adult entertainment industry. When I say that, people are like, oh, my gosh, you know, they're thinking about the wrong thing. But we're talking about male dancing is traveling in the country. Yeah. And, I mean, of all the things, I'm insecure and fearful. And a lot of guys that are bodybuilders are insecure and okay. fearful, and so okay. they start building these big muscles to be confident. And yeah. if you've ever seen a, a big muscular guy walking around, he doesn't. He doesn't slouch. Mm-hmm. He walks with his chest mm-hmm. sticking out mm-hmm. and his arms out to the side and, and because he's confident. He's confident in his flesh. He's yeah. confident in that body yeah. that he's built. And, but mentally he's insecure and fearful. Mm. You know? And I think that's what so many people in life – That's fascinating. Yeah. yeah they, they go through in life because uh, um, they're looking for something and they need a power beyond themselves. Right. And in the process of trying to find that. Right. Uh, you know, they, they find it in their flesh. Right. All right. Well, talk to us about some of those uh, scrapes. You know, I know you can't mention them all because we, we probably don't have enough time, but you had several scrapes and uh, problems with the law. Yeah. And several second chances. Which one do you want to tell us about today? I think the fight. Okay. The tell, fight. Us, tell us about the, the fight. The fight was uh, yeah. one of these um, things I'd been out and I was newly married. Um, yeah. And uh, it was one of these incidents where a combination of drugs and alcohol and yeah. and drinking to a fault, drinking, you know, to where I was blacking out, not remembering stuff. And yeah. I was in a nightclub and my wife at the time and her and I had gotten into an argument. Yeah. And during the argument, I'm just being aggressive and loud and the police get involved and they come over. They don't identify themselves, but they grab me. Shoulder, and I was big, and I had been roided out uh, yeah. from c- competing, and that's right. a, that's kind of hard to say. It's kind of like truth. It's a scar. It's one of those embarrassing, painful things in your life. But these guys grabbed me, and I was not going with them. Yeah, <laughs> that's <laughs> pretty was, crazy. Was you not, were, that was not yeah, going to happen. I was a big guy. I was benching yeah. four hundred sixty-five pounds. And, My goodness, yeah. And, and these guys grabbed me, and I basically. Two of them grabbed me, and then a third one grabbed me, and we're fighting in the club. It's kind of like a, a movie scene, and we're fighting it in the club. It is a movie scene. Yeah, and we're fighting in the club. this is a movie, folks. <laughs> yes. And we're fighting in the club. We're fighting out of the club, and I am I was saying some yeah. real negative words. Yeah. <laughs> they weren't encouraging words that I was not going down without a fight. Yeah. And so long story short, before the – it. They kept fighting. Kept, they couldn't hold me down. And the next thing I know, there's three, four, five guys on top of me. Yeah. And they're punching me and kicking me. And eventually one of them stood on my throat. Wow. Until I passed out. And, you know, when I see these scenes on TV, when I see cops yeah. and I see these, you know, there's, there's a lot. There's, it's crazy out there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I was one of them. I was one of the crazy guys that night and that day. And, and I needed someone to stand on my throat and i needed to be wow. i mean it was a it was just totally out of control and um you know and i was charged for aggravated assault with a deadly weapon because i bit the guy i bit his finger mm. almost off mm. and wow and but long story short with good lawyers we, uh, we found some stuff on the cops that messed with us and 
and I ended up going to trial and was uh, exonerated. Yeah. And the reason why I was exonerated because it wasn't aggravated assault. It was definitely resisting arrest, but yeah. they, did, they didn't charge me for resisting arrest. Yeah. And so we just had to prove, prove that it wasn't aggravated assault. Right. It wasn't aggravated. Right. It was just that I resisted. Yeah. I'll agree all day long I was resisting. Yeah, yeah. But in the court of law and uh, um, a jury trial, I was found not guilty. Right, yeah. But, you know, I clean up well. Yeah. You know, I had the tailor-made suit and sport coat, my hair cut, and had my wife on my arm, and, and uh, I painted a picture. Yeah. And a lot of us in life do that. We paint pictures. We're one way in a picture yeah. What's going on in our minds? What's going on in our hearts is a whole different different ball game. What was your normal like that's driving your behavior? Right. Oh, you're so right. Nowadays, I mean, people are doing it so easily with Instagram. I yeah. mean, you, you know, you see they're portraying one picture that looks like they're so happy and they have everything and they're so beautiful or so this or so that and, you know, they're portraying one thing, but mm-hmm. on the inside they could be empty and bankrupt and yeah, lost. And th- that brings to question, where do you get your confidence from? Yeah. And my yeah. confidence was in my bodybuilding. Right. Uh, my confidence was in dancing. My confidence was in making money. Right. Uh, not the right way. Right. And in that world, that cycle I was in was I didn't realize it was the cycle what it was. And now I was living. And the, and the part of me knew what to do, but I didn't have the power to do it. Yeah, right. And every time I tried to clean up, go to church and stuff, right? Um, there was no, really no power to change because everything was based on uh, actions and based on if I just go to church, things will change. Right, yeah. You know, if I'm just right around the, the right people. But my my confidence wasn't in God. I didn't have the ability or the power to change. Right. And so that season only happened for a short time, and I was right back to where I was was yeah yeah and so many people have to go through these different cycles in life some people figure it out some people don't but it's right. you have to have a power beyond yourself right you know all right there's several instances in the book where i mean you like i said you go through second chance third chance fourth chance and you continue usually for quite a while and people that are listening that know someone in their life or maybe they're going through now they know exactly what you're talking about because there's like a second chance, a fresh start, but still those those people fall back into those patterns. They fall back into those things. And you continue to do that, but at a certain point, I mean, God gets a hold of you. What can you share with us without feeling like you're giving away this uh, incredible book and maybe movie one day, The Setup by Danny <clears throat> Whitford? Uh, what can you tell us? I think about one of those God things, you know? Yeah, it's... And I think – and I just had this question asked to me. A, a young man read my book recently. Yeah. And he asked me about the encounter. He yeah. asked me about um, – we were talking about it a little bit when I was in jail. Yeah. And there was this, these guys that were doing all kinds of crazy stuff. I was – I had been in and, in and out of jail enough to know what to say to get to the floor I wanted to go to. Now, that's pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty smart. And there's, well, you you learn the system. Yeah. And there's certain 
triggers that if you say I'm taking medication or I'm not taking medication, you'll end up on a certain in a certain mm. area. And I always wanted to be on a medical floor because that's where the air, air conditioning is, and that's where the wow, you're one smart dude. <laughs> maybe I shouldn't be saying this on air. Give people <laughs> no. insight on how to get where they want. <laughs> but then again, I, they can they can think about the book and read it while they're there. And that's you know that's one thing about jail. Jail, for lack of a better word, sucks. Yeah. But te- and Texas has got something for you if you want to go. Um, yeah. But it also is one of those things that's a lifeline. Yeah. God let me live and go to jail rather than dying and going to hell. Right. So a lot of times when people are locked up, I'm like, that's good. Maybe they'll right. get to know Jesus. And and so there's there's some benefit. It, it, you know, it's right. Because it, it's one thing about it. The Christians are the ones who go see the people in jail. Yeah. Tell us about that. You know, and, and that's the, what's important. Let me tell you about this. OK. First. All right. But there was this encounter. Yeah. Because when I was when it happened, this last time that it happened for me, I'm like, God, if you're real, show me. And so, pe- so many people just don't have that tangible experience. They walk the aisle, they raise their hand, they walk up and go, "Hmm, am I different?" Yeah, hold hold that thought for a second. I love that prayer. Do not lose your place. I want to warn our radio listeners that you're going to need to go to Very Bold Facebook Live to catch the rest of this amazing story or buy the book on Amazon right now, the setup, the story is in there, or go to the podcast, subscribe to Very Bold Radio and Podcast. It's on all the platforms so you can hear Danny Wilford finish this story. I'm sorry for radio listeners. I love you guys, but uh, you want to hear the rest of this story. And again, the book is The Setup. A Story of Defeat Turned to Victory by Danny Williford. You can also email me right now, steve at verybold.com. You've got a chance. I will get one of these in the mail. I'm going to make sure Danny autographs it before he leaves. So God bless you, radio listeners, and uh, do what Danny Williford is doing. He is remembering the hope that we have. And Paul writes, therefore, since we have such a hope, we are very bold. All right. Sorry, Facebook Live. We had to do that for radio. Good yes. thing for you guys. You get to catch the rest of the story. I wasn't trying to build in this incredible suspense. It just kind of happened with the timing of it. Timing of it. All right, Danny. Awesome. All right. Pick it up for us. Okay. So, I mean, all these things have happened. The, the, the childhood, all the deaths, yeah. all the bad, crazy choices through uh, going to jail, in and out of jail. And, yeah. and then here I am on my last last chain, yeah. right? last yeah. event. and. This last time I'm worn out. I'm I'm tired. I'm just like I'm tired of being five different people, you know, in yeah. one. You know, yeah. if just just just, and I'm just like God. If you're real, show I love me that prayer. You know, and I mean, so many. I, I I always tell everybody just say that prayer. Just ask him. He'll show you. He's faithful, and uh, he does. And so over a period of time, I'm like, so I'm reading the Bible. The, you know, the one thing Christians come, they bring Bibles. So I'm reading the Bible I have. And, yeah. And I'm still fighting the case. I don't know if I'm going to go away for 15 or five or just right. what's going on. And as I'm seeking God, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know where to begin. So I said, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. I just read those verses. Mm-hmm. And then there was this day. One day it came. And, it, and it's like, oh, my gosh, this story is true. Mm. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, four different guys telling their version of mm-hmm. what Jesus did in their life. And now Danny Williford is telling his version yeah, of what like Jesus that. did in his life. Yeah. And that, during that time, I'm like, I'm in jail, right? And you want to be right. big. You want to be strong. You, right. be power, you don't want to be a, a wimp. People right. take advantage of you. I'm fasting. And that's not to proclaim fasting, but fasting changes things yeah. in the heavenlies, in the realm yeah. of the spirit. And so I'm giving away my trays, my food. Wow. 
and as I'm doing that, these pages just start illuminating. I mean, it literally is mm-hmm. just like all this transformation. And then there's just one day in the day room because in, in in the jails you have a day room and then you have pods or cells on the sides. Yeah. There's this commotion going on. This guy jumping up and down on top of the table. It's like a movie here. It is. The guy I know. is like I his know. hair is all frayed out and his screaming and yelling and yeah. uh, one of my cellies he goes hey daddy come out here and check out carlos <laughs> and so as i walk out i st- step from behind the door and carlos eyes connect with my eyes mm. and he just immediately just froze and he screamed at the top of his lungs jesus i mean just jesus and i'm looking around i'm like laughing kind of where's jesus and I look behind me and then i he sees the jesus that's in mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. He sees the presence, the spirit of God in me. Mm-hmm. And at that moment, my life completely changed. And it's never wow. been the same. Right. God did the time with me. Right. I didn't get out of jail. He didn't, I didn't get to get out of jail free card. Right, right. I had to do the time. But during that time, over the years I was there, and I did right at two years on a five, mm. he was there with me going before me, being my rear guard, yeah. speaking to me. And people are like, oh, my gosh. There was just things that I knew that was going to happen, but it wasn't a, it wasn't a cakewalk. It wasn't yeah. easy. But I knew I wasn't alone. Right. And ever since then, my life has never been the same. Yeah. And how long ago was that? Just Well, that's been 20, uh, like 22 years, yeah. 23, 23 years. My wife and I have been, we'll be married 21 years, 20 years. We're 20 now. 19 now, 19 now, 20 next year. Yeah, well, you'll be married 21 years, just and two years down the road. <laughs> exactly. But, but that, that's God's delight. I mean, God's mapped our steps. Our steps right. are ordered of God. And, and as I've continued to grow and in, 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 uh, uh, mature in the yeah. things of God and just grow up as a man, yeah. a husband, a father, all these things, you know, he's been faithful um, you know, and a lot of guys, they, they go, like, well, I walked out. I don't see any change. It, you, you know, mm. there's more to it than just walking out. There's right. more to it than, you know, praying a prayer, right? right? Because there's some, you know, work you have to do. And I didn't, you know, I didn't know where I was going to go to work. I mean, God forgives man doesn't. Where am I going to find a job? I can't mm. find a job at Domino's. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got a big X on your back, right? right. And, and people right. now, everybody wants to, to interview you online, and, you know, how do you get past that right. mark? You know, and then my heart goes out for guys, and God yeah. said, like, you're going to work here. And so I knew I was going to come to work for Safeway when I got out. Mm. And I just started out in the field at the lowest position you could have. Yeah. And then just from helper to carpenter to foreman to, to lead man, right? And then the, from there, guy, uh, the branch manager saw I had potential operations yeah. manager. And from operations, I'm like, you know, God, there's more. And he goes, but during that process in 2000, I, uh, I met a guy named John Maxwell. Yeah, yeah. John is amazing. He's an incredible leader. And and, not, and the way that happened was another setup. Our pastor knew him. We actually worked one of his conferences in Houston selling books. Yeah. And I didn't ever get to meet him that day, but I was just so inspired by his leadership mm. message. I started getting getting in his maximum impact of mentoring and that that stuff is so important. You mm. got to, you know, show me your friends. I'll show you your future, right? And right. I always preach that to my kids. Yeah. The importance of who you're around. And he was bigger, stronger, faster, smarter, and he's written books and he had something. So I started yeah. listening to all that stuff and it just started becoming mm. part of me. And I started applying the principles in life and 
little by little, I'm like, I got to do something more. And the uh, opportunity for sales came into play. And wow. And, uh, uh, you know, I'm like, I'll do the thing I feared the most. I had two new babies, a new wife. Yeah. I'm barely making enough money to pay our bills, but we're going. So let's go into sales. And, and I moved to San Antonio. Wow. And I found a home in New Braunfels. And my job was to develop the Austin market. And here we are 21 years later. We have a healthy multi-million dollar branch in Austin and a healthy multi-million dollar branch in San Antonio. It's amazing. And ironically, because of your felony, right? Yes. You are managing all these things, right? Yes. I think I read in your book, but yes. sometimes you can't actually. Yeah, there's some jobs. I mean, it's like, I mean, uh, example, God delighted me and uh, I was uh, able to provide the scaffold for the governor's mansion years ago when yeah. they actually when it caught on fire they actually fought the fire off the scaffold i provided wow. uh, and then i wow. had the opportunity to uh, scaffold the capital of texas yeah you know and these are just cool things that i can say hey I, god did that right not danny Wilfred. right i'm not that good i'm not that smart <laughs> you know and i had the privilege of doing the lyndon johnson presidential yeah. library yeah i even had the opportunity one time to go in michael dell's house and he has you know security oh. at his house and yeah. it was a one-time thing the second time they didn't let me go in but <laughs> the first time they didn't check my background so. <laughs> you know and it's just like even telling the story of this book out there it's like yeah. you know there's a vulnerability to it but sure. when your confidence is in god you know, you just ride with him. Right. <laughs> you ride, with, ride him, with him. Ride with him. And so, I mean, I'm excited. The setup is, you know, there's setups all the time. Right. And, you know, our meeting was a setup. Oh, for sure. And, for I sure. mean, what are yeah. the chances? 100%. Yeah. <laughs> the 100%. There was no if, ands, or buts. Is Today was a day that God had ordained. Yeah. I I agree, and it's it's pretty amazing the way God does that, and the way God uses the littlest things to set it up. And uh, really, we would not be having this interview if God hadn't set it up. That uh, uh, one of my youth uh, from River City Church in New Braunfels that I was going to cheer on at her basketball game accidentally gave me the wrong time, so I was there early and got to meet Kim, and uh, that led to her saying, "Oh yeah, she's your daughter. Trinity's a part of the redemption story. Her their daughter." And uh, me saying, oh, really? And she said, you should read my husband's book. And I was, like, looking at it on Amazon. I was like, this is exactly the kind of guy I want to hear his story on Very Bold Radio and Podcast. This is how I want to – and God just God just did it. I'm so glad he did. This is how I'd like to close. Remind us of – and I know we could talk for another hour, and I know you have other things to talk about. We'll talk another time. But – um, remind me of that prayer that you prayed because that is for somebody today, and I want to add something. What is the prayer you ask God? Show yourself to me, or yeah, or God, if you're real, if show you're, me. Yeah, and I love that, and I just want to share something because my life was completely um, different sort of existence. I had love all around me. Um, I had, I did not, I was not surrounded by death. All the things that you went through, um, everything that I went through was, was life. And yet when I was 16 years old, I realized I knew about Jesus, but I did not know him. And I realized even though I was not going through, uh, the stuff that you were going through, I realized still I was empty 
and I called out that same prayer. So that is the main thing that we have in common about growing up is that we both realized at a certain point, Lord, if you're real, show yourself to me. And I remember for me, again, suburban kid who looks like he has it all, but he's empty on the inside. So uh, as I prayed that, and I just wanted God to show up, I, I always want things immediately and instantly. And I just thought, well, you know, he showed up for Paul, and he just blew him away. And so I just waited for him to blow me away, and he didn't. It took time. But I I had that hunger and that thirst that God had put in my heart for something more. And somebody that's listening on the podcast today or even watching on Facebook Live, um, that might be you. And that is a prayer um, that is worth saying today. God, if you're real, I just just want to know it. But just show yourself. Prove it. I just need to know. That kind of hungry prayer. Do you think God is going to say, oh, I'm not going to answer that prayer? God is going to answer that prayer. He put that prayer in your heart. He put that desire. He put that desperation. That desperation leads to all sorts of things, but nothing can fulfill us except for the love of Jesus. And this is it. You don't have to say, okay, I just I'll walk down the aisle. You just say, Lord, God, if you're real, if what Danny went through, if what Danny Williford is talking about is true, if what Steve is saying is true, then show it to me. I need to know. No, he's going to answer that prayer, yes. And so um, I'll close with this. I want to thank um, Danny Wilford for being here. But he said at the very beginning, somebody's supposed to be delivered today. And why not you? Why not you? So make that your prayer and hear what God is going to do. He's going to answer that prayer. And I don't know if it's today. I don't know if it's tomorrow. For somebody, Danny said it was today. So maybe now is your time, right now. So call out to him and say, Jesus, I need you. I don't know what that looks like, but I need you. I want you. I desire this thing that Danny and Steve are talking about. Give it to me now. And he wants to give it to you right now, right now. You feel that? Right now. In Jesus' name we pray, and we pray for you, and we love you, brother or sister, whoever that was. We love you. Email me, steve at verybold.com. I want to share that with Danny. Uh, I want to encourage you, so go ahead and reach out to me if that was you, that one person that we prayed for today, and we'll continue to pray for you. And again, I know somebody's uh, watching or listening, and they're like, man, I've got I've got a Danny Williford in my life, and he's running from God, and he's trying to fill that emptiness in all the wrong places and it's you just you're about to give up you're just like man they're never coming home you know that prodigal son just never coming home well we're praying with you today and Danny is a living hope of that today and uh he wants to bring that son or that daughter that grandson or that granddaughter that uh whatever the case may be home uh, so we're praying with you. Don't think you're praying alone. So God bless you, and we are praying for that. All right, uh, that's Jesus, and this is Jesus. Jesus is in this, The Setup by Danny Wilford. This is a great book. It is an easy read, and I just mean that in the greatest way because I just breezed through it. I didn't put it down. I didn't go to the bathroom. I didn't get a snack. I just read through it, and uh, it's dramatic. We didn't share all the dramatic parts about it, but um, I didn't miss a word. It's just great. So the setup by Danny Williford, you can go to Amazon right now, barnesandnoble.com. Um, on Facebook, you guys, if they search the setup, Danny Williford, they're going to probably find it as well. All right, I'm going to let you have the last word. Uh, anything else you want to say before I sign us off, Danny? I think that it's important that just a few bad chapters in your life. Yeah. Your story's not over. Yeah. I think that so many people in life, they make a mistake and they give up and there's hope. And, you know, hold your head up. I mean, I I end the book with that quote from Les Brown. 
it's not over. Hold your up, head up. Yeah. If you've ever made a mistake, hold your head up. If you ever have something you regret, hold your head up. Yeah. You know, it's not over. It's not over, yeah. It's not over. Man, that's powerful stuff. All right, Danny Wilford, thank you so much. Uh, what an encouragement. Um, again, I've got a few of these to give away, and uh, you're going to want your copy. You can also order it if you just – you'll get it quicker from Amazon, believe me. Uh, go to Amazon and put in The Setup by Danny Williford or email me, steve at verybold.com. It's just going to – I'm not Amazon. It's going to take me a while to get these <laughs> out to you. So, But you've got your chance if you want to win today. Just email me and say, hey, I want that book. And if, I've, if I draw your name, you'll get that book. Um, and so for now, I want to sign off Facebook Live. Thank you. Uh, share this with somebody who needs to hear Danny's story. Please share this with somebody. Um, and uh, just a reminder to you what Paul wrote. Therefore, since we have such a hope, we are very bold. Very Bold Radio and Podcast with your host, Steve Teal, bringing encouragement through God's Word and through inspiring interviews. Go to VeryBold.com for information and updates and email Steve at VeryBold.com.